1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Gaining Momentum podcast. We are here, Abby and Megan, for another mini-sode this week following our episode on consent and body safety. Abby, how are you?
0: I'm here, Megan. Yes. That is my answer. I am physically present.
1: You are physically (laughs) present. You're on the mic. It's been a long two weeks now.
0: Yeah, two. Oh, yeah. My child's daycare has been closed for the last two weeks. So, And restrictions have increased where we are. And so Mm -hmm. it's been a lot of at home time and it's Mm -hmm. been a lot of trying to do work at the same time as parenting. It's just, it's like a throwback. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. we're in a throwback to what things were like in March and April. And I feel like I got through that fine and Mm -hmm. didn't think we would have to go back there. So now that we're back there. Yeah. And the days are shorter.
1: Oh gosh. So
0: yeah. Yeah. It's Ain't not no <laughs> I know, sunshine. I know. What is that song? Is it Bill Withers? Ain't no yes, pour one out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. The great got... Bill Withers. So yeah.
0: I'm here. How are you?
1: I'm okay. I have not been as restricted as you have been in the last couple of weeks, but I'm sure it's coming. And you're so right. There was something about when it felt like a one time thing or like we're just like doing this to get through this that made it. Ten more tenable or like more hopeful. I don't know what the right word is, but right now where we're at, yeah, it does feel like a darker cloud in a way, doesn't it?
0: hmm And it literally is darker. I cannot stress. It is enough literally darker. <laughs> how much these shorter days yeah. are just—they're bringing me down.
1: Huge impact. Do you have a sad lamp? I do. Okay, good. Yeah, a seasonal I like,
0: affective disorder lamp. I yes. don't have a diagnosis of seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. but I do have a need for light.
1: Yes, I'm right with you. Um, It really impacts me. I can't stand when I feel like I don't see the light of day all day Um, Mm -hmm. because like you go, I go into work and it's dark and I come out and it's dark. So Mm -hmm. yeah, hit us up. Let us know if other people are struggling with that at this time of year and then add on like, you know, the 2020-ness of it all (laughs) Yeah, and the COVID and everything just getting so much more intense again and worse than in the spring. You know what I mean? Like now we know more. So there's like sort of that piece, but like, really, if you look at numbers and stuff, like, we're actually not in as even as good of a spot as we were back then. Mm-hmm. So it's a struggle, for sure. It's a struggle.
0: Please, if anyone has, like, a good dark day hack... So that yeah. we can figure out how to just like juice up the mood. I'm doing, I'm like almost a third of the way through doing a 30 day workout challenge. Nice. With my workout crew on the mm-hmm. my WhatsApp group. So like Sweet. that's been great because it motivates me to like jump around, jump up, jump up, get
1: down. Get down. Yeah. Love it. Love it. No. And that's helpful for sure. I just made a note of like hashtag dark day hacks. Cause I think we got to circle back to that with the Instagram and our community. Cause I know people are going to have lots of good stuff to say. I hope um, so. Yeah. So How what's your? You? Did I okay. ask you? Like, yeah, this is it's where all I'm good. <laughs> it's all good. I was going to ask you what your highs and lows have been though from the last um, episode. Let's
0: start with a low. Yeah, I... let's live there. Let's just live there. <laughs> <a quick. laughs> low has been I haven't been outside enough because mm-hmm. my child has just been really adamant about wanting to be indoors at home a lot, which yeah. is great because we all have different needs. Except for mm-hmm. my need is that I need to go out side more than like once a week yeah and so and because with the shorter days then I'm not able to just go by myself in the evening or first thing in the morning because I don't go out at night because I'm a woman
1: mm-hmm. you need a dog that's changed everything <laughs> for me
0: <laughs> that's tough um, uh, yeah, so that's been a bit of a low and it's uh, mm-hmm. led to less patience than usual, despite my child saying when I say, okay, I'm starting to run out of patience, then mm-hmm. my child will say, that's okay, mom, I'll give you more, <laughs> which was like super cute and hilarious the first time. Yeah. And then the now it's just time, cheeky. Yeah. yeah. Now <laughs> I'm just like, you're just being cheeky. Also it's not as funny anymore because it's a diminishing return on the joke. And so the first time was great, but the more you do it, it's like taking the shine off the first time. And yeah. then we're getting into like rules yeah. of comedy and for how sure. to deliver a punchline. <laughs> and we're like so far yeah. off from where we started for what made you're, me lose patience in the first place. Yeah.
1: You're not even mad about the thing anymore. You're like, yeah. come on, this is just like a disgrace to comedy. This is comedy you can't keep circling come on, back kid. on the same punchline. This is disap- I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs>
0: What about you? What was your low? Let's do lows and then we can go to highs. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah,
1: I as per usual, I'm just struggling with patience big time. I feel like I've had a few moments where I was not regulating very well <laughs> over the last week. Actually, I had a low today. Can I tell you exactly what happened? Of course. And everyone can judge me or not, but like I'm just this, I'm this is what not. we do. With this is what we do. We keep it real here. My littlest was like i can't tell you how many times we've had the conversation about small toys on the ground like lego or oh, light brights, yes because be- not just because it's annoying to step on but because now we have a dog and oh, the dog's gonna yeah. eat that stuff right Um, he just is and so he wasn't listening again tonight and he had taken like the light bright and dumped all the light brights like out on the f- like the little pieces out on the floor and the dog of course is like bounding toward it mm-hmm and it's just like, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't know how to reason with you. So I'm just going to, I am I, I shouldn't have done it. But I was like, I'm going to make you afraid of what will happen. Because it's, I got a little too real. Let's just say that. <laughs> I was like, the doggy is going to eat these light brights and he's going to get sick. And then we're going to have to go to the dog hospital and they're going to have to cut open his tummy and take them out. And then he might not be okay. Immediate meltdown and like oh. devastation. So upset. Like, it was totally not the right approach. It was not okay.
0: Quick question. Did he yeah. clean it up?
1: Yeah. Like frantically.
0: Okay. <laughs> I know it wasn't ineffective. <laughs> just putting it out there. I'm just, yeah. That's why I you. asked. I appreciate
1: you asking that. Cause yes, it did speed things along, but there was, I mean, I stressed him out for sure. He was like panicked. And then like, you know, you've had like a negative impact when like a half an hour, hour later, when you've passed it and I was like, that's not going to happen. Mommy was just frustrated. I shouldn't have said that. He's going to be fine. I thought I cleaned up my mess that I had made. Mm-hmm. And then like, he's going to bed and he's like, have to cut the I really like sweet dreams. It's like, anyway, on that note, see you in an hour when you're in my bed. That's a low like that for me is like, yeah, you went there. And yeah, the light brights got cleaned up quicker, quicker, quicker. But I don't I don't know. I don't know in hindsight if that strategy was worthwhile.
0: <laughs> uh, I kind of just want to circle back. I did yeah. not know light brights are still a thing. Are these like new ones you've bought or are yeah. these from like your childhood? Oh, You
1: can get a light bright if you want a light bright. No. Yeah, they're back.
0: I know they that's are. not the takeaway, but it just is I something I wanted <laughs> to circle back like, on.
1: Um one second. Talk <laughs> to me about light brights. Where do I get one? Yeah, they're exactly. Awesome. They're so fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um yeah that's a low i don't know if other people have made mistakes like that where like as soon as it comes out you're like ooh.
0: of course everybody is gonna be a problem
1: everybody <laughs> Anyway, that's what happened. That was a low.
0: What about highs? <laughs> did <laughs> um, you do anything I a, right? <laughs> I had a high today. You did? I had to take my kid for a dentist appointment. And so oh, like the dentist is like down the street from us, which is awesome. Yeah, sweet. So we walked there and then we were walking home and we were holding hands. And then my kid oh. looked up at me and went, hey, mommy, mm-hmm. I love holding your hand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kid. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a high. Can I just ask
1: a quick question? When yeah. are we going to streamline your child into like his child acting career? Because I feel <laughs> like he has like all the best one-liners
0: that are like, aww. <laughs> Which is like hilarious because like I can't stand really precocious kids in shows.
1: <laughs> you have one in real life.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, with the exception of I will always have a soft spot for child Dakota Fanning.
1: Oh, Yeah. I do, mostly because of the SNL sketch where Amy Poehler played Dakota Fanning. Do you remember that <laughs> no. sketch? Oh my gosh. Uh, what was your high? Okay, so my high was with my other child. So at the end of the week of school, they sent home like a binder with all their like sort of work for the week. Pulled it out on Sunday night and in ca- it was um, Remembrance Day over the last week. So they right. did like a cross-stitch poem with the letters P-E-A-C-E, so peace. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I, his poem was like, I felt like, okay, we might be doing something right here as parents. I just got, I'll tell you what it said. His P was protect others when they're being bullied. His E, he got a little, he took some liberty here, was honor those who died trying to create peace, but he used the E in those. For A, ask people when they, what they need when they are sad. Aww. His C was care for the earth. And uh, again, he got creative with the last E here. He said, be respectful to those who are dealing with loss using the E and B for his E. Awesome. Yeah. Felt like that was kind of a win. I was like, okay, if that's like when, when someone asks him to think about peace and those are the first five things, just especially like ask people what they need when they're sad. Yeah. Like, give people room to grieve. Yeah. Like, I was like, Aww, pretty touched by buddy. That, so. good job, my bud. So should we talk about the episode from last week? Yeah. Giving people what they need. They need consent. Yeah. And the discussions around body autonomy and body safety. It's interesting because we put some stuff out onto the Instagram um, Mm -hmm. just to get people to think a little bit about the episode. And we got a little bit of engagement on those questions and the stuff that we were putting out, but less than we usually do. So I'm thinking maybe like it's the time of year. There's just lots going on for people. Yeah.
0: uh, Have I mentioned that the days are shorter and that's a little bit rough? Did I already say that? (laughs) Yeah, you you may have. So maybe everyone was in bed at like six o'clock. I don't know.
1: So yeah, maybe there's some of that. Maybe it's the topic also, like people are not sure. Mm Mm-hmm this one can be triggering like any other but like Uh you know it's got Uh body stuff and so there's maybe like a bunch of different reasons there was some engagement and there Uh were some things that people were thinking about so I'm just going to quickly summarize more or less from the responses that we got everybody wants to have these conversations with their kids based on the responses that we had not everyone is comfortable with it at this time and knows exactly how they want to approach that and what I thought was most fascinating is almost universally nobody remembers having these conversations as kids yeah. So I don't know if that's like a generational thing that now we're looking at. That was pretty universal. Everyone was like, nope, have no remem- no memory of having this particular conversation or even really talking about sex as a kid. So okay. that, was, that was interesting. It makes sense to me that then like maybe we don't always know where to go from there when we haven't had it modeled mm-hmm. for us, right? Mm-hmm. We did have a listener talk to us about the important idea around how they're talking with their child about how you don't always have to listen to adults. And They used an example of like their child being at school and really needing to use the bathroom and not being heard, and then having an accident, and how that space like really provided some room to talk about like just because somebody's an adult doesn't mean that they always know what's right for your body mm-hmm. and what you need. So that was cool. I liked I liked that. And I like actually, that too.
0: And I think yeah. that maybe leads a bit into the podcast that we want to talk about tonight. Yes,
1: absolutely. So what are we talking about?
0: We are talking about a podcast, which we link to in the show notes from the consent episode. And I believe mm-hmm. on our Instagram resources, yeah. but this is a amazing podcast, Canadian podcast called about consent. Yeah. And we listened to episode 13, how kids can learn body safety and why it matters to start early.
1: And it featured an author actually, um, in this episode, and her name—and correct me if I'm saying it wrong—but was it Janine? Janine Sanders? Yes. Is that it? Okay. So she's an Australian teacher and author, and it was wild because Abby and I were like, "Okay, this person is our like Australian co-doppelganger," mm-hmm. because she was a children's author, which is like sort of Abby's jam, and then also like a consent and healthy relationship children's educator. Which
0: is definitely <laughs> your jam, Meg.
1: Yeah. So it was really wild. Cause we were like, oh, this is like who we would be as a combi- combined professional.
0: And I also um, just wanted to say, cause she is just like a doer of all things. Cause you just mentioned right. she's an author. She's also yeah. a founder of an organization called Educate to Empower. Yeah. And then she's also a publisher, an elementary right. school teacher, a mother of three and yeah. an advocate for body safety, gender equality, and respectful relationships.
1: Yeah, like what are we even doing with our lives? That's like (laughs) a hell of a resume, which was really, really cool. And I had like an interesting response to all of this because this is like a part of my professional work doing this kind of education. And we were talking a a little bit about this before we went on the air about how in the community of, people that are doing this work we need to do a better job of connecting Mm -hmm. um and like you know like where's our conference like this stuff is out there and we all have different tools and resources that are like great and maybe good for different ages and different demographic i would love to be connecting more with folks that are doing this similar kind of work so Mm -hmm. i'm so happy that you introduced this episode Helps me out in lots of ways.
0: <laughs> me too. And also, I just want to shout out the host, Rosalia mm-hmm. Rivera, who yes. she hosts this podcast. I need to binge every episode now because totally. there's every topic that I have seen so far. It's just so important. And it's a lot that I can also use in my parenting moving forward, which mm-hmm. I appreciate.
1: Totally. And there's a real focus on survivors as well mm-hmm. um, as parents, which I think is really important. And I think that sometimes can be the barrier in this discussion as if we've mm-hmm. had specific experiences in our life that make this topic or these topics triggering and difficult to tackle with our own kids as survivors of any Mm -hmm. kind of violence or sexual violence in our life or abuse they really in this podcast across the board take that perspective like
0: yeah I had never actually heard the term survivor parent before oh wow, Uh, that was new for me but then I was like oh of course like this is this Mm -hmm. makes sense you're a parent who is a survivor of some sort of abuse situation Mm -hmm. it it made so much sense and then surprised that I hadn't heard it before but I'm glad that I have heard it now
1: I'm so glad I I have discovered this because now I'm looking back I'm like there's been groups that I've worked with where that's definitely been like a large part of the experience of a demographic or group I'm working with and this tool would have been like amazing to be able to refer to Mm -hmm. Um, but now it's now we know right so yeah it's really cool to see that what were some of your big takeaways from this particular episode?
0: I appreciated that they emphasize the importance of having conversations that take place over time in Mm -hmm. age appropriate ways and that it's not a one and done. I think we mentioned this in our episode last week too, but Mm -hmm. just, it's Mm -hmm. so important that you meet your child where they're at and then you continue to meet them where they, where they're at as they grow.
1: Totally. I actually made the same note about, um, that this is not a one-time discussion and not even just like as a girl, but like throughout, like all the time, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not like we sit down with this book once a year and tackle this or yeah. like even whatever, like it's just an ongoing part of like how you talk about everything.
0: When you say sit down with this book, that was an exciting part of the pod.
1: Yeah. Say more about that.
0: Cause well, like we said, Janine is uh, possibly a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is managing to accomplish so many things. But what I thought yeah. was really cool is that she seems to be an incredibly prolific writer around this mm-hmm. subject area. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually really excited to add some of her children's books to our family library. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe stocking stuffers. Oh, good
1: call. I love that.
0: What did you like about the stories? Because she's written yeah. several.
1: Many, and I like the I liked how and this is similar to how I approach consent in my own work, that it's not about specifically just talking about consent. Like mm-hmm. there's a breadth of topic areas that contribute to a more nuanced and full learning and understanding around consent, and that mm-hmm. included things like talking about feelings, learning about empathy, mm-hmm. even tackling secrets, and how yes. Oh, I had um, that in my notes, too. Yeah, unpacking. There's a book actually that's like one of her, I think, str- like strong sellers or one that has gotten a lot of pickup that talks about not all secrets are for keeping, basically. Yes. And the difference between secrets and surprises. Like this is all language that like people, if they have access to, will change how they talk about those things mm-hmm. in their own family. Hmm. And and talking about lots of gender equity stuff. Yes. Which is part of the bigger picture of how we tackle this topic and that makes things safer for everyone boys girls non-binary kids because I think the the implications of gender inequity and gender stereotypes like we've talked about in previous episodes actually rob kids of safety in lots of ways
0: Um, I loved that I was really moved by how she's
1: how they're approaching from a number of different angles with different books
0: one other thing that I liked too just as another resource that they had mentioned Mm -hmm. uh, Janine I think she said she runs this with her husband. But they've created a poster called My Body Safety Rules. Yeah, And they said it's available in 17 languages now. So I'm actually really excited to get this printed out and put it up on our fridge so that it's just something that becomes a normal thing for us to see and talk about.
1: Yeah, I love that. And she made a comment in the podcast about how Yes, it's about your family seeing it and talking about it and normalizing it, but it's about when other people come into your home, they see it and they notice that you're talking about it and that yes. that's something that's a part of your family and the way that that reduces risk for your kids.
0: Yes. One of the things, one of the questions that Rosalia, the host, asked Janine, well, it was mm-hmm. like the final kind of takeaway question yeah. was, she said she asked this to every guest, mm-hmm. what advice would you give about consent, about body safety? And Janine, ga- Janine gave two pieces of advice that I thought were great. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of touched to them, but start to teach your child consent from a young age and expect it from other people as well, yes. relatives, but also professionals. So when your mm-hmm. child goes, for instance, my child went to the dentist today and mm-hmm. that made me realize, I was like, oh, we have a really rad dentist for my kid. Yeah, because, for sure. You know, they're asking before they do things. And they're not just doing things with the expectation that your child should just go along with it, but like right. seeking consent. Yes. And then the second takeaway was what you had mentioned, gender equality. Embrace your kids' individuality right. and just let kids be kids. Don't try to force them to be who you think they should be.
1: Yeah, I loved that. That was, I was like, oh, so many gaining momentum alignment pieces uh, mm-hmm. here with this episode, but also like previous episodes
0: that we've tackled. Yeah. Another one that came up from a previous episode, since you linked yeah. that so nicely, they were talking about knowing your superpower. Yeah. And that brings us back to our first episode and our first mini-sode when we Mm -hmm. talked about our parenting superpowers. But in this situation, it was talking about the importance of encouraging our kids to find their superpowers because that'll Mm -hmm. breed confidence and empowerment.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It really was. I was like, it, it was really interesting how it ended up like braiding and threading so many of the things that we're trying to tackle as parents in this community that we're trying to build here. So Good pick, Abby. (laughs) Thank you. Did you have any other takeaways you want to share? I guess the only last thing would be that she does emphasize really like empowering girls and anybody to like know their body boundaries and articulate them. Mm -hmm. But then they immediately came in and had a long discussion about how the other part of that conversation is about recognizing and respecting other people's body boundaries. Yes.
0: I like that too, that it's important to know your own boundaries, but it's also important to know other people's boundaries and to listen to both of them. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it was. I was basically like, okay, you know what you're talking about. Like, (laughs) they rolled right into that, so that was great. That was the other big takeaway. So I would recommend it for anyone that is interested in learning more. Hop on and definitely give that a listen. And any of the other podcast episodes from from the podcast, I think, are also worth listening to if this is an area that you're looking for more support around. And like, we
0: will link to it in the show notes with this episode, and Mm -hmm. we will also post it on our Instagram post going out this episode. And I believe it was also posted in the show notes and in our Instagram resources for our gift fries with that episode yeah and I think that probably brings us to the end of this mini-sode as always thanks gaining momentum community and we hope to hear from you lots I hope you're all doing well we're looking for those dark day hacks
1: yeah let us know
0: if you like what you just heard please subscribe to our podcast wherever you find podcasts Gaining Momentum is written, produced, and edited by Abby and Megan, with music by Evan Dysart, and podcast art by Catherine Katcha. And a special thank you to our podcast mentor, Belle, from the podcast Thirst World Problems. Thanks, Belle. Thanks, Belle. And if you want to find any more info
1: on any of their work, please check out the links in our podcast description.